0: finally Friday got that Friday feeling November 12th we're getting ready Kyle and I are packing our stuff heading to Palm Beach but for today we're talking about best dealerships to work for and phone call Friday let's go
1: I go the people really want to know who I is and who I be they stop and when they see me
0: beautiful music right there
2: I seem to bounce a little a little bit deeper on, on
0: Friday oh yeah yeah I could notice that I noticed that <laughs> The bounce is going deeper. I agree. No, the, the bounce the bounce is real on Friday morning. Welcome to Friday. You made it through another week. We got some stuff to do today. Um, We got some phone calls to make. We'll see who we call. I think we're going to call three Bryans. You know, if people don't pick up, I think we'll start with Brian Pash. And then who's next? Ben Stock? Ben Stock. And then we'll call Ben Stock. Kramer. And then Kramer. And if none of those pick up, we might have to bounce to somebody that's not named Brian because I'm kind of out.
2: We're kind of out of Bryans. <laughs> which is surprising because we know a lot of Brian's. <laughs> we do know
0: a lot of Brian's. We knew that a lot of Brian's. Hey, the uh, I was reading through automotive news, and um, you know, it's actually not the most current edition, but we didn't get to talk about best dealerships to work for. Mm-hmm. Automotive News every year publishes the top hundred best dealers to work for, the best dealerships to work for. I need to figure out a little bit more of how they figure this out because out of you know the eighteen thousand whatever plus or minus dealers out there. It is kind of hard to think that 35% of the top 100 are Penske stores.
2: It is. It's quite wild. Yeah. So we got 35 I
0: mean, Penske stores, 10 Lithia stores. Um, kind of, I think they're the top two placeholders. But between the two of those, it's almost half. So the top 100, those two groups represent half of the best dealerships to work for in the country. I don't think so.
2: Yeah. And they, less, they represent less than 1% of the total overall dealers. Right? Yeah. yeah. So either, either all the mom and pop shops are that bad. Or there's just like an access to information, or
0: yeah, like they're know. really good at distributing the survey, or right. they're they're getting a little attention. You know, okay, let's not taking away from these because I read through or read through a lot of the profiles. Like these seem yeah. like fantastic stores to work for. Audi of Turnersville, crushing it. I love it that they're in Turnersville because I know right where it is. Because <laughs> you know, South Philly, Turnersville are not far apart. Um,
2: you know what I think would be an interesting survey, or, or or like match of survey, because we talk about this like whole culture equals perception, vice versa, yeah, uh, type thing in automotive, is matching those top, you know, those top dealerships to work for with how the community perceives. Them. Oh yeah, you know, do uh, is it the best place to do business in that city? It it, you know, is the volume equal to the perception of the employees is, you know, that the like, like the reviews and the storytelling. And if you walked up to someone on the street and asked about that store, what's their perception, you know, that that would be a really interesting study, I think, and probably more interesting than just, is it good to work for? Because some of that can be skewed, there can be employment pressure, but when you match it up. Yeah,
0: I don't know how you'd execute that. But I I definitely there's got to be I don't think there would be a significant trend line that would show that the better places to work for have better customer service. I mean, right? It's it kind of be. a no-brainer. Yeah. There's probably some anomalies there because who knows. But either way, if you made it on the list, congratulations. Yeah. Right? Like I, and the list, if you haven't read it, go and check it out. It's, uh, I think, the October 25th issue um, because it really has to do with a lot of what we talk about in trying to change the perception of the automotive industry. And it really starts with us. It starts internally. It starts with company culture. And if you read the, the best list today and some of the surrounding articles around it, and then went back like even five years and looked again, the things that we're talking about now when it comes to company culture and employee benefits and work-life balance are a lot different than they were five years ago. They're probably night and day of what they were 10 years ago. So when I see it, I get encouraged because I see a, a progression in people first thinking and a progression in people first practice.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it it really excites me as well. And I think like the parallel I was trying to draw is that you would probably you would probably get the response that is that's a great place to do business. Right. Yeah. Especially if there's any level of like marketing or, you know, community impact that those dealerships are doing, which they're probably doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if here's what's interesting is if your employees feel good about being a part of what you're doing, it's not just because of what you give them. It's what you do. Right. So like, and, and not just what you do for them, but what you do for others, because that means they're a part of that, right? It's, it's a part of that greater good type feeling that, mm-hmm. th- that employees are getting. So the best place to work is probably doing great things in the community, which makes it a great place to work. And so yes. I, I'm sure that perception is transferred.
0: Because it's always contextualized in the culture, right? The, the, the perception of a great place to work is going to change over time. Right. The things that people want now in a best place to work aren't the same things they want. I mean, there's some core things. Right. I need to make good money. I need to have good benefits. But a lot of the other ancillary things about th- that make you feel good about working for somebody, they, they change over time. Right. They're yeah. expressed in different ways over time. So, like you know, we
2: were we were actually watching some videos of um, of, a, of a dealership that we know yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was all just like employee interview type stuff. And, and, and we we're looking at like, what's the, what's the feeling? I don't remember ever hearing the words come out of someone's mouth, man. It feels great to get paid a lot, man. The, <laughs> the insurance benefits Never. you wouldn't believe it was it's nuts here, no. right? Yeah, man. They really love me on my PTO.
0: My 401k matching is <laughs> on point is lit. You should work here because I get of that. 2% of my first 6%. <laughs> Right. Like you never heard, you never hear that, right? The things you hear, the thing I heard yesterday that I don't know that I've ever heard in kind of like an employee vignette is somebody saying, like, I literally can't wait to get to work every day. I look forward to going to work. I was like,
2: dang, (laughs) that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That's a positive culture. And the cool thing
0: was, it wasn't just that one person. Well, I mean, that one person's the only one that articulated it that way, but like we probably watched five or six. So like, it's hard to, it's hard to fake it when the parts inventory specialist is talking about serving the customer and making sure they have their car on time, right? When the body shop parts specialist is like, Hey, my job's important because people need their car on time, right? The person, the fact that they understood
2: that their, their sole job is to pick parts to pull for technicians and manage a spreadsheet, right? right? Make sure the inventory is right. It's like, yep, that's right. But yet they they were able to connect the dots from my role to the customer's, you know, like experience. And that that type of employee culture is is really what drives a perception in in a community for yeah. sure. It's
0: like so. connected, you know, when when you're looking at you're looking at business transactions or things that don't work well, I'm always like follow the dollar, right? That's where you're gonna find the motivation. Yep. But in in culture setting it's a little different and in, when you're building a your great culture, it's like, well, follow follow the customer, like follow it to the end where it actually touches a human, right? So that person who's picking the parts, right, she's handling the parts. So she never really gets to interact with the end user, right, with the customer. But if you follow that train of thought, which obviously the organization did a really good job explaining and purveying through the culture, like she understood it. I'm not just picking, you know, this you know, these plastic fasteners out that are going to hold the bumper you cover in place. She's like, no, there's somebody on the other end of this that needs to get their kids to soccer practice or needs to go to work. And if their car's not on time, then they can't, right? I loved it. Bravo. We've been talking
2: about this human element all week. And earlier in the week, I got to talk about it in relationship to analytics. And speaking of analytics. Sigway. Segway. Time. Yeah, I had to, I had to reach, but I got <laughs> there. Right, we got it was one. like three deep, but Friday. we got Friday. We need MC
0: Hammer on Friday, for sure.
2: <laughs> Speaking of analytics, we are Paul and I are headed out uh to the Automotive Analytics Attribution Summit. You
0: got it. AAAS as I AAAS call it. AAAS
2: is really what we call it, right? And we're going to be in Palm Beach hanging out with our good friend Brian Pash and a whole bunch of other really good friends and Probably some new friends that we'll get to meet along the way. Actually, and, and-
0: <laughs> to the Bryans. To- the three Bryans we're going to call this morning. Well, if one picks up, it's over. Brian Pash, <laughs> Brian Benstock, I just texted him. he's going to be there in person. And Brian Kramer, we knew was going to be there in person. You're going to be on a panel yeah. with him.
2: Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God bless you, Glenn Pash, for trying to keep Jared Kilway, Brian Kramer, and Kyle in their seats. On Ooh. a panel conversation on the main stage. We'll see how that goes. Hold on. I'm going to dial Brian Pash. He's probably running out, but we're just going to see what we got.
2: We're going to see what we got. We got to hang out with him on a LinkedIn live. If you missed that, go check it out from last week. But uh, uh, we'll see if we can
0: grab him. All right, I'm dialing. It just says calling mobile. It's not ringing yet. My volume's turned up. Oh, hold on. Oh. Yep. Do you hear something?
2: I don't hear anything.
0: Something's up with my setup here. I hope he didn't oh. pick up. Hold on, hold on, hold on!
2: Oh boy, hey, this is this is the beauty of a live live ish podcast. We 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 don't mess around. We actually do these crazy things in the middle of a podcast, and we don't hit record twice, which is great. So we are getting make- you're <laughs> getting all of it, podcast fam, this morning. All right. Well, no. Okay. Now
0: we have to figure out if my phone audio is working. Hold on. We're just going to hit play here. All right. We don't have any phone volume coming through, which is okay it right. works here i go here i go call brian pash call brian pash do it pick up, pick up. please
2: pick, pick, up. pick up good morning brian you're on with paul and kyle
1: hey man what's up guys
0: not much i'm so glad you picked up i'm so glad you picked up so we're just talking about how we're excited to head uh to palm beach tomorrow but are you there already
1: yeah. Well, uh, we're heading up Palm beach today,
0: that's you've awesome. done, Brian, you've done a lot of these conferences. What are you most excited about for this one? Like what's different about this one that gets you that you're just a little bit more excited for?
1: Well, um, I think we had some breakthrough research and ideas. You know, we've been talking about industry transformation, but we got some amazing people coming to share details and that's important, you know, cause sometimes when you're early in the curve on something, you know, people talk about, hey, the future could be like this or we should be doing this or that. It's amazing when people come and show, OK, this is what we're doing. This is how to benefit. So I think we are have a number of those experiences for the attendees. Very that's good.
0: Awesome. And and tell me this. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like a, um, a something you're excited for because it's a little different. Personally speaking, what are you most excited for, excited for for the next few days?
1: You know, uh, I love uh, watching people learn. And, you know, it is a labor of love to put on a conference, as you know. Oh, yeah. It is not easy. It's a little bit like herding cats. But <laughs> when you start to see the light bulbs going off for people and uh, you have the opportunity to see connections made. I mean, at some of our conferences, deals have been made. You know, the whole dealerinspirecars.com buy was done at dmsc you no know? way wow yeah alex <laughs> alex and joe met up and they spent some time so there's been a number of these things so networking obviously learning and then it's just good to see people face to face you know we've been zoomed to death
0: yeah yeah for sure hey if people want to g- i didn't know that about that deal that's amazing that's a great human moment right there um if people want in on the action virtually can they still get tickets
1: Yes, so virtual tickets are still available, and uh, they can just go to automotiveattributionsummit.com and buy a virtual ticket. And the good news is if they can't watch the whole conference live, which it's difficult when you're remote, all of the sessions will be online for 90 days. So they literally will have a masterclass of sessions that they can watch individually or with their team. Uh, and that's a great value for them.
0: That's so great. Brian, I know you're getting ready to roll out. Thank you for giving us a few minutes. We're going to see you in Palm Beach in like probably 24 hours, maybe a little more.
1: <laughs> get ready. Get ready. I'm bringing some wine up too. And uh, so we'll have to have a toast with some great
0: ones. Oh, that sounds okay. amazing. Travel safe. We'll see you in just a bit.
1: All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. We got, the, we got him. We got we the Brian
0: it. phone call Friday <laughs> success. We did it. He might've been doing dishes. That's, buddy, no, it's not like he answered. was like making it's coffee. Perfect. Like let's load the dishwasher before I leave for the conference. I love it. It's I perfect. love it. And I love that he picked up too. That's, uh, you know what,
2: you know what I love? There's two things that I caught out of that one, the, the, you know, the, the fact that the cars.com, you know, whether it started there, or ended there cars.com purchase acquisition of dealer inspire, um, that's a big deal, you know. So if oh, you're yeah. a vendor, you know, you're thinking about not just the dealers, but you're thinking about the other vendors. Oh in the yeah, where the are new connections, APIs to be had, For sure. you know, purchases? But then, you know, from a dealer perspective, you know, what other dealers can you connect with? What other vendors can you connect with that you might not have had the opportunity to because maybe you missed the email or you missed the the LinkedIn message or whatever? And now because you have that human touch, it's there. Yeah. Um. But the other piece, and and I, you know the the question that you asked him, I was kind of, I was like, what is he going to answer here about that personal thing? Yeah, And to hear that passion come out just really quickly of like a, a major reason why he puts on these events and, and presses into, you know, traveling around the country to do teaching. it's It wasn't like, I just love teaching. It was, yeah. I love seeing people learn and have that transformation, that aha moment. Yep. You know, it's funny because, you know, Another Brian that we could probably still call. Uh maybe not. We're we're probably running out of time. We got 15 minutes Kramer, right
0: now. We got Yeah,
2: Brian Kramer <laughs> explained to me this this moment when he was, I think, at DMSC a few years ago and listening to you. Yeah. Uh, right and, and that like sparked something in him yes. that now he gets to talk about That's as far real- as like a, being a practitioner, a practitioner.
1: Man,
0: I
2: didn't put in, that together. So so like what Brian Pash did gave Brian Kramer the ability to Mm. listen in a new and unique way to what Paul was saying, then read his book, then become the practitioner that we're all going, look what can be done. And that was only a few years ago. Coming
0: back to DMSE to deliver that fully developed thought to everyone else so that they can be better. Man, let's go. Let's it's go. Friday. It's oh, Friday. Man. If you are
2: not headed out to AAA's, make sure grab that virtual ticket because you never know what session, what learning that you might grab out of it. Uh, but if you are headed out there, make sure and catch us. Grab Paul or myself. Yes, we look the hi.
0: same all the time. <laughs> Kyle might look a little bit different. I might. <laughs> I don't know. We we'll be rocking the hats and the beards. You know what we look like. But until yes. then. We hope you have an amazing weekend and we hope you feel a little bit better about your day now get out there serve some people and let's make them proud
1: if you got go the people really want to know who I is and who I be they stop and stare when they see me if president wants no me to repeat run up on me watch you fall to your knees